This is the Franchise QB Podcast, where we empower entrepreneurs to win big in franchising. We huddle up weekly to educate our audience about the most successful small business model ever created, franchising. Welcome to the Franchise QB Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Halpern, a 20-year industry veteran and entrepreneur. My mission is for listeners to achieve their American dreams of creating wealth and independence through franchise ownership. Every week, we speak with franchisees, franchisors, or vendors that support the industry. Thank you for joining us, and let's get started. Joining us in the huddle today is Victoria Healy, Vice President of Franchise Development with Supply Point. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you. So before we go into Supply Point, let's discuss your rich background in franchising, 20 plus years of experience in the franchise space. How did you get into franchising and give us a brief overview of your journey? Yeah, so I got into franchising by really happenstance. Uh, It wasn't anything that I sought out. I don't think anybody necessarily does, Um, but I got into it. I I was uh, an entrepreneur. And I owned a health club back in the day. Okay. And I had two folks that were heavy into franchising at the time, husband-wife team, and they were starting a home care franchise. And I had a background in geriatrics before getting into uh, home care. And uh, they said, hey, you know, Victoria, I know you're looking for something different. We're starting this franchise. And would you like? And before they even finished it, I was like, yes, yes, please. I want to. <laughs> I've always been the type that I'm I'm always excited about something new. I like to be challenged. I like to, to always be creative. And um, I saw that as a perfect opportunity for me to take prior knowledge and learn and be creative. And so I, I, we jumped in and that was my first foray was a, as a franchisor. And, and honestly, Mike, I didn't even really know what franchising was. I knew that McDonald's was a franchise and Subway, but outside of that, it was uh, I learned from a fire hose. Yeah, that's really cool. And you and I um, are both part of the same network, FranServe, which is the world's largest mm-hmm. franchise growth and expansion organization. And you had a leadership role within FranServe. You've been a franchise brand manager. You've kind of done it all. You've been a consultant, so you bring a whole lot of expertise to the table. So it's really cool to have you on the show. Um, so I know today we're focusing on Supply Point. Um, what is Supply Point? Tell us about it. Yeah, so Supply Point, we play in industrial America. And what we do is we help folks that are creating a product move it from point A to point B. I always like to say it's origin to destination. So we start when we talk about origin, it's they've got a product, that product has to be packaged and then palletized. And then, of course, it has to be moved to wherever it's going. And so we have customer with our customers, we get in and, and we do all of it. So we're, we're handling the logistics of that of that process with each of our customers. Very cool. Yeah. So that just sounds like a huge industry. And we'll get into that more in a little bit. So about the Supply Point brand, tell us about the origination of the brand itself. Um, the founders, Matt and Adam Cahill. What can you tell us about kind of their background? They're great people. You know, Matt started this, uh, Matt Cahill, he's their father-son team. Matt started this back in 2002 after a long career with FedEx. And he, you know, moved into business ownership and it really evolved. You know, his customers really created Supply Point. He started with a customer that said, hey, Matt, you know, I know this is kind of your background. Can you source some pallets for me? 
and he did. And then they came back and said, well, how about some boxes and how about some, you know, freight and how about, you know, all of the different things that we offer. And that's really how it got started. He realized that, hey, there's a real need for this out there in industrial America. And I feel like I'm the person to fill it. And so he started in 2002 through a very successful business. In 2011, his son, Adam, who was a school teacher, uh, decided that, you know, he was tired of making $40,000 $40, a year in salary, making the big bucks. And he thought, you know, I think I'm going to, I want to try this too, dad. I, I really admire what you've built. I love the relationships that you've created with your customers. And, and I want to do that too. And so he opened in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2011. Okay. Yeah. It's really neat to see a business that's born out of demand and need. And that sounds like the genesis of this business was Hey, my clients want this. I'm going to provide it and figure it out. So that's that's really cool. So let's talk about the core values of Supply Point because I know they mean a lot to the leadership team. What are those core values? They really do. We have five core values. It's do the right thing, no excuses, dream big, grow or die, and help first. And and they all really they do have a lot of meaning, not just to our founders and our executive team, but also to our franchisees. You know, we talk about doing the right thing. That means laying the right foundation for our franchisees so that they can grow and scale successfully. For our franchisees, it means making the right decision for the customer. So for them, you know, if they're making the right decision and guiding their customers in the right way, profits are going to follow. You know, we move into um, no excuses. No excuses. It's a sales business. That's what we're 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 selling into industrial. In, we're selling to industrial America. Sorry, and so. Anytime you have sales, there's excuses, but we're solution-based, and we really start that at the top. What you're going to hear from us is solutions. What we want to hear from you are, as a franchisee are solutions, and what the franchisees want to hear from their customers is solutions. So we really try to just go back to let's be a solution provider, and let's get rid of the excuses. Yeah. Um, when we talk about dream big, our... our uh, Big, hairy, audacious goal, our BHAG, is to be a billion-dollar company in the next decade. Okay. And so, you know, in, in order for us to get there, we've got to have franchisees that believe in that, too, and that want to help us get there. So dream big is very important. Grow or die, I think that one, we're either growing or dying, and I think everybody wants to keep growing. I always tell people, you know, we don't sit back on our laurels and say, hey, what we're doing is working and it's great. We're always looking at ways to be innovative. We're always looking at ways to streamline things for our franchisees. That must be an important then, core value because it's a shared core value at Franserve. It's like you either have to it is. kind of change or you're going to go away. So growing or dying makes sense. You know, that's actually one of the things that drew me to Supply Point when we talked about their core values was it was a core value that was shared with Franserve. And so that, that already meant something to me. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Very cool. So um, you mentioned before that the original location was founded in 2002, and then the sun comes in and kind of opens up another location in 2011. Tell us about the rest of the time horizon. What's happened uh, since 2002 and 2011 that you can share with us about the evolution of the concept? Yeah, you know, Matt and Adam, you know, grew their businesses uh, re uh, individually, respectively, right? in their own locations. And then in 2018, they thought, you know what? We want to grow outside of our markets. We're, we've done really well in the markets that we're in. What does it look like to expand our business? And so, you know, there are really two ways to expand your business. You're either going to expand it 
on the corporate side mm-hmm. where you're buying and, and managing teams in other locations, or you're going to, you're going to grow it and scale with franchising. And they chose the latter. They chose to go through franchising. So they put everything together in 2018. They brought their initial franchisees in in 2000, early 2019, and then COVID hit. And, you know, everybody's got a COVID story. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I think everybody's tired of talking about it, but it was a real pivotal moment for them because they took a step back and they said, okay, the industry itself grew. I mean, we all, what we learned in COVID was everything can be shipped to your doorstep, right? right? That And the supply chain and, and demand, but that was changing. Truckers didn't want a truck. Like there were certain components of it that, that had, had evolved. And so they stopped franchising. They focused on the franchisees that they had, and they made sure that they had the tools to be successful. But what they also learned is that, hey, we need a solid, a, a, a better foundation for future franchise growth. And they took the next two and a half years to put that together. And then early in 2023, they brought myself on board. Um, they also brought uh, Michelle Goitiandia on board. And they brought us on board to really recreate and, and um, re-energize their franchise development program. Very cool. And you mentioned Michelle. She's a buddy of mine. And I'm really glad that you guys are working together to kind of scale this brand. It's very exciting. So um, obviously, as you know, there's a lot of options in franchising. Um, why would a candidate that's exploring franchising select Supply Point as their franchisor? I think there's a number of reasons. You know, I think the first reason is if you have any interest in shipping and logistics, there's not a lot of options out there, Mm -hmm. right? So that's that's the first attraction uh, is we're doing something that's unique in the franchising world. Outside of that, you know, we are as a as a franchisor, we have a huge opportunity to create great wealth. And so when you're looking at a candidate or you have a candidate that's really looking at wealth building and they're looking at creating a legacy business or an asset, Supply Point stands out because we have our, our, we are endless in terms of what you can create for yourself in this business. And so I think that's a, a big attraction. It's also work from home. It's a B2B industry. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a B2B industry. I guess AI um, really likes the work from home element. It likes the work from home element, right? Um, you know, side side story, Mike, I was on a, a podcast not long ago and fireworks went off. Okay. And I thought, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. That's cool. Well, hopefully <laughs> so we'll get some fireworks here too. Um, I'm not surprised by the AI. Yeah. So you mentioned B2B. I mean, that's a huge space. Like um, how big is the B2B yeah. industry globally? Yeah. So in terms of shipping and logistics, it's a $12 trillion industry. It's $2 trillion here in the U.S. Yeah. When you hear of any market with a T in front and not a billion or a million, but a trillion, I mean, that obviously shows that there's just a lot of market share to capture. There really is. Yeah. And, and we're because we're doing something different, right? We're one of the only players that's providing a holistic approach. So you've got a lot of players. You've got freight providers, you've got pallet providers, box providers, things like that. But not one company is in there trying to to give that holistic approach to the customer. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about the industry at large. I mean, are we talking freight? Are we talking air? Like what's the kind of scope of the services that your owners can provide? Yeah. So we start with packaging supplies, right? Which is going to be your pallets, your corrugated boxes, your drums, your crates, your totes. 
and then also freight. Okay. So the, that's that's the the scope of the industry for the yeah, most very part. Very cool. So tell us a little bit more about Supply Point's business model. I bet you get this question a lot. They're like, it sounds cool. It's work from home, huge industry, logistics. But tell us a little bit more about the the, the business model. You mentioned pallets. Um, I guess that's a really interesting way to kind of kind of get the business going. But it looks like a huge pain point for you know business owners. So tell us a little bit more about the the overall business model, kind of starting with the pallets and then going from there. Yeah, so pallets is a huge pain point for customers because there's not a lot of technology in the industry and there's not a lot of sophistication. Okay. So what that means for your customer, it's a lot of phone calls, it's a lot of chasing down, it's it's a lot of back and forth, right? So when we go into our customers, that's typically what we start with is pallets because it's just a it's an easy point of entry for us to get it our to get our foot in the door with mm-hmm. each customer. Once we get into that that customer, we're taking that away from them. And we're providing them customer service. We're providing the technology. Uh, things are, are more or less smooth sailing. Now they're coming to us and saying, okay, what can you do with our box program or our crate program? And so we're, we're really building relationship and becoming an integral part of their business. Right. So you're thinking more of like these industrial clients that have warehouses. There's all these spaces you don't think about in the residential or home services space. But you guys have this really interesting B2B model. So that's pretty neat. Um, so tell us a little bit more about who makes a great owner for Supply Point. What kind of franchisees are you looking for? Wealth builders, empire builders. You know, we're looking for folks that um, that are self-starters. Okay. You know, anytime you have a work-from-home business, it's you've got to be a self-starter to know that you're going to get out the door and get in your territory. Right. Right. So those are people that we're looking for. Um, E2 Visa candidates are great fit for us because of the freight program that we have, they're able to utilize the contacts that they have from the country they're immigrating from. Okay. Uh, veterans are good prospects for us because they typically not only just share our core values, but they usually have shipping and logistic background. So this is a very attractive model for them. Um, you know, we're looking for people that, uh, that, that want to that want to have wealth. I mean, yep. that's that's really the bottom line because that's what we offer. So we want them to be extroverted. They get out into the community. They're relationship mm-hmm. builders. They're they're not the introverts that are kind of behind the scenes. These are people that are mayor of the town type folks. There are people that are not afraid to get out there and shake hands. And I always tell people, you don't have to have a sales background. And we're not looking for folks that necessarily have a sales background. In mm-hmm. fact, our two most successful franchisees didn't. They came into Supply Point with no with no sales background, uh, but you need to have that extroverted personality that that you mentioned. You need to have the ability to get out and build relationships. And I tell I tell candidates every day, it's really about going out, shaking hands, having a conversation, listening, and then providing a solution. Very cool. So tell us a little bit more about what the day in the life is like for a Supply Point franchise owner. Yeah. You know, they've got a laptop, they've got a cell phone, they can do their business from anywhere, but they're going to be in the field, right? Mm -hmm. So they need to be at their, in their territory, meeting their customers. And they're either uh, maintaining relationships that they already have with their customers or they're, they're out looking for new customers, right? They're meeting with new customers. And so that's really the day in the life. We start them out uh, within the first 90 Mm -hmm. days of business with an operations manager that operations manager is going to be trained to do the minutia of their business, their purchase orders, their accounts receivables. They'll even be trained to do some smile and dials to set appointments for you. So we're, we're offloading a lot of that off your plate by, by 
implementing that operations manager so that you're able to be in the field and, and really just have fun with it. Have fun out in your territory meeting with your with your customers who ultimately become friends. Right. So if a, a franchise owner wants to grow, do they generally start with that role and then they bring in a salesperson to make it more of a semi-absentee opportunity once they really understand the fundamentals of the business and um, want to take kind of a step back or um, just find someone who's really skilled at sales that can kind of help them grow their business? Yeah. So, you know, we always recommend they bring in, they can start with the salesperson. Okay. Obviously we would love that if they wanted to do that. Uh, but typically they're going to look at bringing in a salesperson in somewhere after six months, after they understand the business, they're laying the groundwork for the business. And then it's all about how they want to scale and grow that business. Okay. Right. We've got franchise owners that have done it on their own for, you know, for over two years before they bring people in. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's only so many hours in the day for you as the business owner to be out in your territory. And so you're going to reach a threshold. And if you want to get over that threshold, then you're going to need to scale with, with sales folks. And is that usually a certain number of clients or a certain sales volume where the recommendation is like, look, if you want to take this business to the next level, it's time to kind of re-up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's different for everyone, and territories are very different, whether your territory is geographically large or geographically small based on your business counts. Right. So I think that that plays into it in terms of your time. But, you know, if you're doing a million dollars in sales, it's a good time to start looking at, at bringing in someone okay, cool. to help you with that. So let's talk a little bit about item seven in terms of what does it cost to become a supply point owner? I'm assuming it's going to be on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of franchise investments because we don't have brick and mortar. We don't have a build out. So what's it cost to, to get in? Yeah, so our total investment is going to be somewhere between 159 and 184000 Okay. Twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars of that is going to be your working capital. Right. Uh, because of the way our business is set up, we have cash out before we have cash in. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you've got that money to float into your business to to pay for those initial orders that are coming in. Okay. Um, because what we do is we're going to go to the vendor, buy the pallets. The pallets will ship to the customer. The customer pays the franchisee. But there can be a thirty-day net in there. I so we you. want to make sure that they're set up for success on that. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the Ready to Launch program when you have a new owner that is ready to launch. What is that all about? Yeah, so it's a little bit different in franchising that you're not going to see all that often. Um, we have initial franchise fee, which is our $49,500. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a Ready to Launch program, which is $79,900. Okay. What that program does is... I always tell people we created the program to help them be successful in spite of themselves, right? It's most of the initiatives that for the first year of business, that's going to include their um, lead generation program so that we run for them for the first 12 months of their business. That's all of their training. That's all of their technology platforms, all of their onboarding to those platforms. Uh, you get an onboarding specialist. You get a business coach for the first year of your business. Uh, we implement EOS, which is uh, Entrepreneurial Onboarding Systems, if anybody's familiar with that. Uh, we, we do that with every single one of our franchisees. We have mastermind groups, educational programs. So it's a really robust program that takes them through the first year. It takes all the heavy lifting off of their plate, and it allows them to just focus on getting out in their territory and growing their business, and we, we do the rest of it for them. Yeah, that's really cool. So is that um, extra expense, is that baked into the item seven, or is that in addition to the range that we talked about before? 
No, that's in the item seven. Oh, that's all in yeah, under two hundred k. You get that's that all well. in under two hundred k. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might be mistaken, but I think that's the traction book by Wickman. And I just met with a franchisor last week that loves the entrepreneurial operating system. So it seems to be um, taking off. It seems to be a style that successful franchisors are adopting. So that that's great. Um, so let's you know talk about the item nineteen. Obviously, people want to know how much money yep. they can make when they invest. Um, what information can you share with us regarding your financial performance? We have a very robust item 19. It's Love something to hear that, that we are really excited about. Yeah. And we show it too. We cool. show it off. Um, you know, when you look at our item 19, we do full P&Ls in there. So we highlight five different businesses in there that were in business for uh, just for more than two years. Okay. At the, uh, So right now we're showing, you know, 2022 numbers. 2023 will come out in April. Um, but what we're showing, I mean, I've got a franchisee in, in Columbus, Ohio. His top line sales are five and a half million. He, his gross income is uh, just under a million, right? So he's like 934,000 was his gross income. That's really impressive. How long year, has so. he been at it? Was he one of those 2018 owners? He just over five years. Okay. Wow. So in five years, he's been able to build a really nice, substantial business. And, you know, we we're talking about salespeople. He's doing that all on his own. He's just now met his threshold of, okay, I'm ready to bring, I'm ready to bring in a team. That's really exciting. Yeah, those numbers are great. I think a lot of, uh, there's not as much transparency in some item 19. So to see a full P&L with multiple units is going to excite a lot of candidates that really just want to see that. The framework's in place yeah. that if you follow the system and do the right thing, there's some earnings there. So that's really cool. So um, how many locations are currently operating system-wide and how many do you have in various stages of development slash coming soon? Yeah, so we've got eight franchisees. Uh, we've got two corporate locations. So we've got um, 10 locations in total. We're getting ready to bring on location number 11 in Raleigh, North Carolina in a couple of weeks. Uh, in development, we have two new locations. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina is a new location for us, as is uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Brand new location, signed the first week of January. So they're, they're, they're just now getting up, up and off the ground, and, and Raleigh will be soon to follow. And, and we've got a full pipeline. That's exciting. I love to see an emerging brand start to, uh, to take off. And you guys still have a lot of really interesting white space that candidates can evaluate. So, um, so how do you actually construct the franchise territory? Is it by number of businesses, number of industrial sites, population. How do you guys kind of set that up? Yeah, so we look at what we call targeted businesses, which are businesses that are SIC coded, standard oil industrialized code, um, classification, manufacturing distribution, either primary or secondary. So that's how the territories are comprised within zip code. So it's a conglomeration of zip codes that have at minimum a thousand of those targeted businesses. Um, most of our, which, which is a great territory, you know, it can be depending on where you're located geographically, it might be large if you're in more rural territory or, you know, geographically smaller, if you're in a really heavy manufacturing distribution, uh, metro area. Okay. Very cool. So, um, beyond that initial training that we talked about, that is part of the initial opening package, what kind of ongoing support and ongoing training is available to a supply point owner? So we do have uh, we do have an LMS system, the learning management system, and that's constantly being updated. Um, Adam, I think I mentioned, has an education background, mm -hmm. right? So education is one of the cornerstones of our business. So we're constantly rolling out new programs. 
most of them are sales related where we really want to make sure that we are bolstering up the sales process and providing uh, any type of um, assistance that they may need or maybe um, lacking in. So we're constantly looking at different ways of, of promoting the sales process. And then we also bring in freight partners who train in freight and how to sell freight. And, and we work with a number of um, experts in each of our uh, categories. So in each of our categories, we, you know, we're always looking at experts to bring in to talk to our franchisees and just increase their knowledge base. Yeah, no, I think it's good when a company that is in the B2B sales space acknowledges, you know, what their core competency is and trains towards that so the owners can be met with success and they don't have any misconceptions going in. They know exactly what they have to do to be successful. So that that's really cool. So, yeah, this is really interesting. You've shared a whole lot with us today. Anything else you want to add to the mix about Supply Point before we wrap up? Well, I'll share some interesting uh, statistics with you or interesting pieces of information. Okay. Uh, you know, we talked about pallets and what a big business it is. And, and the reason it is, is because on a daily basis, there are over 2 billion pallets in use every single day in the U.S. Big number. You know, it's a big number. And some other big numbers for you is, you know, I don't think, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I don't think anybody, when Amazon shows up on your doorstep, thinks, oh my gosh, I wonder how big the corrugated box industry is, or I wonder if I could make money selling boxes. And the reality is, is corrugated boxes, there are 80 million corrugated boxes used every year in the U.S., and it's a $281 billion business. It's it's massive. Yeah, it's huge. You know, so when we start talking about the industry, we use the word, word trillion, I think a lot of people just sort of go blank, yeah. right? Because they're like, I don't really know what that means. So like, we know what it means, but I don't really know how that, how that, how, what is that? What's right. in, what's encompassed in that? And so sharing some of those numbers, I think it starts people to, you know, gets people thinking about, wow, okay, that's, that's a big industry. Yeah. And all those corrugated boxes are shipped around in pallets. So you don't think about that, but everyone Absolutely. said to themselves, wait a second, why am I not in this business? You need a box for everything. So. You need a box for everything and you need a pallet to move it. You know, pallets, actually 95% of the world's consumable goods starts its life out on a pallet. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I didn't know. I mean. <laughs> well, thanks for educating us. So this has been great. Well, if anyone listening would like to connect with Victoria to discuss Supply Point, contact me at FranchiseQB.com or on Twitter at QBFranchiseQB. I'll get you connected with her. Thank you so much, Victoria, for taking the time to get in the huddle and speak with us about Supply Point. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right. Thank you for listening to the Franchise QB podcast, where you're at the helm of your future as a franchise owner. If you enjoyed the content, please rate the show and recommend it to anyone that might be interested in franchising. Make sure to visit FranchiseQB.com to subscribe to my newsletter and for an actionable playbook to go from walk-on to legend in your new business. Follow us on Twitter at QBFranchiseQB and join us every week for a new episode. See you next time. Visit FranchiseQB.com to take the next step of your journey towards wealth, independence, and franchise ownership. And remember, when working for the man gets old, you must do something bold. Thank you for listening.